Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Along with the multitude of leagues that are starting up, one of the ones that is starting up earlier than the others is the Bundesliga in Germany. And this is the third season of the Bundesliga airing on ESPN Plus in the United States. And the opening weekend on August 5th and 6th features a number of games and pitch side coverage from ESPN with games featuring on ABC. So today I have the pleasure of being joined by Derek Ray, who is the lead commentator for ESPN in their coverage of the Bundesliga. Derek, it's a pleasure to talk to you again. How are you doing today? Uh, well, thanks, Kyle. Good to be with you. Enjoying myself here in Germany. And, of course, the buzz is very real ahead of the Bundesliga season kicking off this Friday. Yeah, Derek, you say you're in Germany. And, obviously, ESPN's coverage of the Bundesliga, I mentioned, as a, a crazy weekend to start. They have pitch-side coverage from Frankfurt and from Dortmund to start. And, obviously, the first game of the Bundesliga season is between the 2021-22 Europa League champions, Eintracht Frankfurt, and a Bayern Munich team looking for its 10th consecutive Executive Bundesliga title, and that game is on ESPN Plus on Friday afternoon. So, Derek, just kind of talk about the hype surrounding this game and this season while you're there in Germany. Well, I have to tell you that a few weeks ago, before the fixtures came out, I was fervently hoping that the opening game would be Eintracht Frankfurt against Bayern in Frankfurt, the Europa League winners against the Rekordmeister, the record champions. Bayern, as you said, have won 10 titles in a row, unprecedented in any major league around the world. And Frankfurt is frankly special. Uh, and I've always felt that. And I think it's been underrated down the years. And it almost took until last season for the wider world to understand just how special Frankfurt is as a football city. So that is going to be over the top and then some in terms of the atmosphere. <laughs> on Friday. And you're absolutely right. That'll be our kickoff on ESPN+. Plus. I'm wearing two hats, as I sometimes do. I don't know if listeners actually know the differentiation between a world feed and when a commentator is working specifically for one broadcaster. But I work, of course, for ESPN ABC as the lead voice on the Bundesliga and all the big games. But I also work for the DFL 
Bundesliga world feed as one of the commentators. So I was in Leipzig for the Super Cup last week against Dort, against Bayern, and so that was for the world feed. And likewise, this week, Frankfurt against Bayern. That is a world feed commentary with Didi Hamann that'll be picked up by ESPN. And this shows the flexibility that ESPN has because Archie Rintot will be pitch side with an array of guests, and then he'll be able to seamlessly link into our world feed. And most listener, uh, viewers at home won't necessarily know that uh, I'm working for the world feed and not for ESPN. And then, of course, on the second day in Dortmund, I will be exclusive to ABC ESPN. Yeah, the second game, which is on Saturday, August 6th, between uh, Borussia Dortmund and Bayer Leverkusen, like you mentioned, is on ABC, which another incredible venue, another incredible game. But let's talk about that, that Frankfurt against Bayern Munich game, which, again, you already mentioned Europa League champions against the Bundesliga champions 10 years running now. But Eintracht Frankfurt last season in the Bundesliga, I mean, they finished uh, 11th or 12th, I'm not mistaken, but they thrived in the Europa League. So for you, when you're looking at a team like Eintracht Frankfurt, what kind of expectations do you hold for a team that may have struggled domestically, but they have proven on the European scene that they can compete with the big teams? I mean, I'm a Barcelona fan, and I watched them run rampant in the Camp Nou last season. Well, it was a bit of a mystery last season for Eintracht Frankfurt because they struggled at times, I thought, in home games against deep-sitting opposition. Now, they've tried to address that with the signing of Mario Götze, who everybody will be familiar with, and we're sort of hoping this is going to kickstart his career at the age of 30, and he should help them in those games when they want to be on the front foot and will be on the front foot and will try to break down the opposition. I think we saw last season with Frankfurt just how difficult it is to balance the twin demands of domestic football and European competition. And they managed to ride the crest of a wave in European competition. You spoke about Barcelona there, you can add West Ham, and then of course Rangers in the final. It was by no means an easy path to success for Eintracht Frankfurt. But they are a huge club historically and in terms of their support and a wider extension of community in the city of Frankfurt and the surrounding area. So I think that what they've tried to do is they've tried to beef up the squad to an extent because I think they knew last season that once you got beyond you know, player 13, player 14, player 15 in the squad, they were a bit limited. And that is the case with a number of Bundesliga sides. If you have injuries on a grand scale, then you're perhaps going to struggle a bit more. So it became quite clear early on in the process, early on in the new calendar year, that the priority was going to be the Europa League. And wasn't that the right priority Mm -hmm. to have? When you think about what's happened, when you think about now, automatic entry into the Champions League and, of course, a top seed place in the Champions League group stage. So, Eintracht Frankfurt, very good adverts for that, for the the Europa League and what it can bring. And I do think they'll be better in Oliver Glasner's second season. His preference is to play with a high press, um, with pace, trying to get forward quickly after winning the ball and playing with passion. And I think we saw that time and again from Eintracht Frankfurt. As we speak now, Philip Kostic, we wonder what's going to happen with him. Uh, he's clearly a coveted player, but one Frankfurt would love to be able to hang on to. 
You talk about the issues with uh, with depth that may have been the bane of Eintracht Frankfurt. One of those teams on the other end of the spectrum that seems to have no issues with depth is Bayern Munich. But this season could obviously look a little bit different for them. I think their loss of Robert Lewandowski is maybe the biggest talking point, uh, at least in terms of transfer news in the Bundesliga this season. Obviously, Bayern Munich's not going to have any issues with depth or talent. That's, I mean, they bring in players, uh, Sadio Mane, for example, they, with ease. But how could this season be different losing a player like Robert Lewandowski, which, I mean, we could talk about his accomplishments and his accolades with Bayern Munich over the last however many years he's been there. But how could this season look different for them without the big Polish man up top? I think the differences will lie in the style and in terms of how Bayern line up week in, week out. I think over a number of years they became very... Robert Lewandowski dependent and you can understand why when you have a guarantee of you know at least 30 goals sometimes more than 40 in the case of Lewandowski I don't think we're going to see that with any one player for Bayern I think it's actually going to make the attack a bit more balanced and we got a glimpse of that against Leipzig in the DFL Super Cup at the weekend and you spoke about Sadio Mane he scored in his first competitive game. Okay, it was a tap in, but he impressed as well. Uh, he had the ball on the net on more than one occasion, but discovered that he was offside. And you have all these other attackers who are capable of being goal scorers. I mean, Serge Gnabry scored 14 goals almost unnoticed in scoring 14 goals last season. Thomas Müller, for example, yeah, the assist king in recent years, but can also be a goal scorer. Lehoi Zane scored a cracking goal right at the end of the Super Cup. So win the game for Bayern and you know so if you look at all these players you look at young Jamal Musiala who has goals in his game as well I'm not sure Bayern need to worry I think it's just going to be a different composition in terms of where the goals come from Uh, and I don't see them having a a 30 or 35 goals a season scorer Uh, and I think in a funny kind of way Kyle it actually might make Bayern more watchable. It's certainly going to make them more flexible in terms of their attacking. And we saw some ferocious counter-attacking, especially in the the second half of the game against Leipzig. And and I think that is a little hint of the way Bayern might go. So uh, I'm not sure that it's going to upset the apple cart too much, even though everybody is, of course, going to miss Robert Lewandowski, one of the greatest strikers of his generation. I think fans of the Bundesliga will also miss another striker that left a German side, obviously Erling Haaland departing Borussia Dortmund to go to Manchester City. Do you see a similar kind of impact that Haaland's departure might have at Dortmund, or is it a totally different style or atmosphere kind of change that we could see uh, at Dortmund with uh, Haaland's departure? Well, Erling Haaland certainly was important to Dortmund, but let's not forget that he missed a significant amount of game time last season so uh, they didn't have him you know for a, a huge chunk of the campaign and yet at times when he was in the side we often said in commentary they are a bit uh, overly Erling Haaland dependent but much as with Bayern I think this may help Dortmund as a team now it's unfortunate what's happened with Seb- uh, Sebastian Allaire and I'm sure everybody is up on that, and we wish him the best of health, most importantly, irrespective of football considerations. We hope he, he comes out of this uh, in a healthy way, and I know a lot of people are right behind Sebastian uh, Allaire uh, following the, the tumour that was discovered. So, um, you know, that's unfortunate from a, an organisational point of view, because he 
was supposed to come in and not be the new Holland. He's not the same sort of player as Holland, but at least lead the attack. But a bit like with Bayern, they have other possibilities as well. And I do like Karim Adeyemi, who has come in, and you know I think he will very quickly become a, a Dortmund player. I think he looks like a Dortmund player to me in terms of his dynamism and his movement. And I think we'll see a lot from Daniel Marlin as well. Marco Reis is still going strong. And you look up and down that Borussia Dortmund side and, you know, they believe that they have got leaders. Um, young Nico Schlotterbeck, for example, who they've signed, best young defender in Germany, and he's with Dortmund now. Niklas Zule, you know, reports about an injury there, which is unfortunate, but I, I happen to think that was a very good signing, very clever signing by Borussia Dortmund. And Jude Bellingham, you know, for one so young, has become the spine of the team and a natural leader. You know, spoke about leadership there. He is a leader. And uh, where that comes from at such a young age, I don't know. But uh, they depend on him for a bit of fire and brimstone in midfield. So I, I think um, with Borussia Dortmund, I think, again, it should be better than it was last season. But we'll see. And, and they do have a, a heck of a difficult opening game, which we're covering, of course, live on ABC and ESPN Plus this weekend at home against a good Bayer Leverkusen side. Dortmund is, of course, Bayern Munich's biggest uh, rival for the, the Bundesliga title this season. But let's take a step back and let's look at the other end of the table. Something that really interests me in this season's Bundesliga is the teams coming up from the second tier. It's uh, For those unaware, it is Schalke and Werder Bremen. These are teams that in the last five years have had top half finishes in the Bundesliga table, and obviously they took a dip down into the second division in recent years. But these are teams that they have recent success, they are historical clubs, they have massive followings. What are your expectations for these, I mean, I say new teams coming up, but I would think everybody hears Schalke and Werder Bremen and thinks, oh, those are Bundesliga teams. So what are your expectations for these two teams coming back into the Bundesliga? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
going to be easy because they've both had to cut their cloth accordingly, having been relegated to the Zweite Bundesliga. And that's something that every club who gets relegated really has to go through. You know, they have to realise that getting out of the Zweite Bundesliga is a different challenge in comparison with staying up in the top division. And Schalke's financial problems have been well documented. Werder Bremen, when they went down, looked rather a limited side. So, in terms of predicting what's going to happen with Schalke and Bremen, and you're right, I mean, these are two massive clubs. If ever you get the chance to go to Gelsenkirchen or to go to Bremen, take that chance because the atmosphere is wonderful in both places. And I'm delighted personally that they are both back in the Bundesliga. But I'm not sure that we're really in a position to expect Schalke and Bremen to be much better than at least trying to keep their heads above water. That, that's what I would think. Um, I, I'm not sure that either will go down straight away, but I think it's going to be a bit of a, a fight against the drop. But um, these Traditionsvereine, to use the German word, traditionally supported clubs are really, really important in the storytelling of the Bundesliga. Because in recent years, we've had a number of clubs uh, who've come up who are maybe not quite as traditionally strong and maybe don't have that tradition in their core but now we have Schalke and Bremen back and we almost had Hamburg back as well but they lost of course in the two-legged playoff against Hertha and hopefully Hamburg will come back at the end of this campaign so yeah we shall see but I'm not predicting um, Schalke and Bremen uh, to be incredible on the pitch but uh, certainly uh, in the stands it will be as passionate as ever. Yeah, Derek, I'm sure you're looking forward to the uh, Rivia Derby between Schalke and Dortmund. I know we talked previously, and that was a, you mentioned that was your favorite game to watch regularly, but looking at this season, you mentioned that Schalke and Werder Bremen might struggle. Are there any teams that you're looking at right now, at the beginning of the season, before you've seen any games played, are there any teams in your mind that could surprise a few people? I think, for me at least, Freiburg last season, uh, they were well into the Champions League hunt. I think they finished three points outside of a Champions League place at the end of the season. For me, that was a surprising finish. So are there any teams in the 2022-23 campaign that you think might, you know, turn some heads and shock some people with the way the season pans out? Well, let's talk about Freiburg. Obviously, they got to the cup final and they were in charge of the cup final. They threw it away in, in many respects up against 10 men. They couldn't hold the lead. And they certainly had the neutral vote right across Germany and maybe around the world in the final against Leipzig. But they couldn't do it. However, I think they've had a good summer. And I think credit has to go to Clemens Hartenbach and Jochen Zaya, who make all the decisions about bringing in new players. And, you know, I, I, I look at what they've done. You know, they brought back Matze Ginter, um, coming home, if you like, to, to Freiburg. Ritsu Doan, I think, will be an enrichment. Michael Gregoritsch, a very good enrichment as well. So, all in all, I think the squad is stronger for Freiburg. Yeah, they've lost Nico Schlotterbeck, who we spoke about, to Borussia Dortmund. But I think uh, Freiburg can push strongly again. Maybe not getting into the top four, but being very close. Um, I mentioned Leverkusen, uh, and they did get knocked out of the, the cup in rather an ignominious fashion at the weekend by Elversberg. This always happens, first week of the cup. You always have surprises. People talk about the FA Cup as being the, the cup of surprises. You should really look at the day of people card because it's, uh, it's on a much bigger scale, um, it seems to me nowadays, uh, when it comes to, to first-round upsets. And Leverkusen are out, and uh, I already penned my 
predictions column for ESPN, and uh, it, it will be out by the time this goes to air. And I've said in that column, I actually think Leverkusen can finish second. I think they can finish ahead of Dortmund and Leipzig. Having said that, I think those three are pretty even in terms of uh, strengths and weaknesses, and it could be any order the way I see it. But uh, I tend to think that Leverkusen have a chance. They've kept Patrick Schick, who is a formidable striker, as we know. Uh, Florian Wirtz is going to be out injured for a while. He missed the end of last season. But they still have their flair and their exciting players. So, so yeah, um, I, I do think uh, uh, Leverkusen, uh, I think Freiburg, and looking down the list, I'm looking for improvements by a couple of clubs. I think Wolfsburg will be better under Niko Kovac. I think they'll be fitter. I think they'll be a bit more positive. And with the squad they have, I do believe they should be top six or seven or there or thereabout. And same with Hoffenheim, who fell away badly at the end of last season. A new coach there too, and Andre Breitenreiter, although not a new coach to the Bundesliga, but uh, having won the title in Switzerland with FC Zürich. So I, I think um, those clubs will be better. And... Yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen. The great thing about the Bundesliga is people talk about how predictable it is that Bayern are going to win the title, and that you know is true based on the last few years. But try predicting the rest of it, and all I would say to you is good luck. <laughs> if you think you can predict the rest of it, good luck, because um, I don't know too many people who, who've had success doing that over the last few years. Yeah, and part of that predicting, I think, is in the relegation battle. And you mentioned that, Hamburg was so close to getting back into the Bundesliga, but they lost in that two-legged playoff to Hertha Berlin. There are always teams that are going to be disappointing, and they're going to be thrust into that relegation battle. I think, for me at least, the teams that I'm eyeing up are, are Augsburg. I think, uh, as an American, I should say, I'm I'm rooting for Ricardo Pepe, but there are teams that, are, that will struggle. So which teams do you think will be in that relegation battle. You already mentioned the likes of Schalke and Werder Bremen coming back, coming back up into the top flight. Are there any other teams that could be joining them in that, that, that dog fight down at the bottom of the table? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Augsburg, Kyle, because uh, I have them going down this year. Now, mm -hmm. they may not. Um, um, to be honest, I've made that prediction before, and they've always confounded me. They've always found a way to stay up. But I'm just not sure I have the, the level of confidence that they're going to do it this time. And who knows with Ricardo Pepe, he, he didn't really make an impact in his first few months at the club. And yeah, it's a longer term investment, but I know there was a bit of disappointment about uh, how he actually fared. And they have a new coach in Enrico Maasen, who comes from the Borussia Dortmund second team. He will play with two strikers, but there's no guarantee at the moment that Pepe is going to be one of those two strikers. So American fans might have to be a bit patient with regard to Pepe and Augsburg. I see them being in the, the relegation thick of things. And I also see, and I don't really like saying this, but I also see Bochum being in there because uh, Bochum are, are one of the clubs I love to go to. It is a true Traditionsverein, to use that word I used earlier, tradition right in the heart of the, the Ruhrpott, the industrial west of Germany. And they played above expectations last season. You know, with a very small budget, they showed that good organisation in terms of player personnel and uh, real passion can get you very far. But I think having lost a couple of their key young defenders, um, Ahmed Berakotschap, Maxim Leitch, no longer there. I think it might be a bit of a struggle for Bochum. So I would say those two, Bochum and Augsburg, Schalke and Bremen, I think will be 
in that tussle as well. And maybe Hertha again, but I have a bit of confidence Hertha are not going to land themselves in the trouble that they did last season. And the same really goes for Stuttgart, who of course are coached by um, a US-born, New Jersey-born trainer in Peregrino Matarazzo. And that was a a great escape for them on the the last day of the season, right at the end, my goodness. Uh, And we'll have to see what happens with some of their key players, because of course they are in demand, players like Sasha Kalajic and Borna Sosa. They've already sold... Or El Mongala to English football, so um, I think Stuttgart and Hertha maybe on the periphery of that, but I would say Augsburg, Bochum, Schalke, Bremen, the teams to look out for on the relegation zone. Now, Derek, I don't want to take up too much of your time here, so I'll wrap up with this kind of question. We talk about teams that people should be watching out for. What about players? I mean, I think you talk about you know the likes of Schlotterbeck coming to Borussia Dortmund, but uh, are there any other names? It doesn't have to be one of those big teams, you know, the likes of teams that are featuring in the opening weekend on ESPN Plus, you know, Dortmund, uh, Bayern, uh, Leverkusen. But are there any players that you think could have a great season? I think Florian Wirtz, for example, you mentioned he's injured last season. He had a great campaign. What what other names are kind of circling in your mind for players to keep an eye on this campaign? Well, I think Leipzig have made a terrific signing in getting David Raum from Hoffenheim. There is no better left-sided player, deliverer of the ball in German football. And to be honest, I worried a bit that he might leave the Bundesliga, that he might be in demand with English clubs. But we're going to get to see him in the Bundesliga again, and I'm delighted about that. And I think he will greatly uh, help uh, Leipzig in, in their quest to try to maybe get close to Bayern or certainly to, to tough it out with Dortmund and, as I see it, Leverkusen. Um, another one who I would give you is actually a player who's on loan uh, in Frankfurt from Dortmund, and he was on loan for the second half of the season, and that is 20-year-old Ansgar Knauf. And you might have seen him in the, the final of the Europa League, in the latter stages of the Europa League. Tremendous pace and daring on the right-hand side and just an exciting young talent and somebody who I think is destined to, to get better and better playing every week for a good Eintracht Frankfurt side under Oliver Glasner. So um, those two and, I don't know, do we want to... Do you need any more or do you think those two cover it for now? I think those two would uh, would suffice. Um, I think it's actually a, a nice little transition. Uh, people can watch Eintracht Frankfurt uh, this upcoming weekend on August August 5th uh, with you, Derek, on pitch side coverage, um, covering that from Frankfurt. Obviously, they are playing the recordmeister, Bayern Munich, with 10 consecutive titles now. And obviously, the following day, coverage is on ABC between Borussia Dortmund and Bayer Leverkusen. So, Derek, we look forward to watching and listening to you this season in the Bundesliga. It's always a great pleasure just to talk to you and obviously to listen to you and your coverage. Kyle, thank you for having me. Great pleasure. Derek, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks again. Thank you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 